Hey guys, Kyler back with Kyler Burrell's Unedited Podcast, episode number uh, 48, I believe this is. Yes, 48. Um, going to get into, got one, two, three, four, five, six, about seven segments. We're going to college basketball topics we'll discuss is the AP top six all lose on the same day. My updated uh, seed rankings, my updated top six final four favorites. My top six teams outside the one and two seeds, I could see making a final four run. And we'll take a look at Lenardi's bracket and last four in, last four out. Then I'm going to get into my top six guys that could be steals in the 2022 NBA draft. We'll do a little NBA talk, just doing top three finals contenders in each conference and one team not to sleep on in the playoffs in each conference. Then we'll do, I'm going to do my updated NBA position rankings. Um, me, I, me and my brother did this. Uh, top 10 in each position, active. Or not not, not active because I, I do include like Kawhi Leonard P- and Paul George in this, even though they're injured, Anthony Davis. Then I'm going to give my updated uh, top 25 players in the NBA. Then I'm going to get into a couple combat sports headlines. We'll dive into fan fight picks for the big one this weekend. Maz Vidal, Covington, seven fights we're picking from. We'll give the latest standing update. Um, also, Friday will be shorts. Episode two of uh, KB Shorts will be UFC 272, where I dive in, break down how each fighter can win. Today's just more prediction. And then also we'll talk about Conor McGregor. Dana White made some rumblings this morning, and I'll give my top five opponents for him to return. But that'll be on Friday. Like I said, we're going to do those Shorts podcasts every Friday. Next week or late weekend could be Sunday or Monday. Fee will be on the podcast. It'll be a mega one. We're going to talk all things NFL offseason, what to expect the rest of the NBA season, college basketball predictions, full predictions and stuff like that. Um, probably predict the uh, conference tournaments, the main ones, um, because they will be set by Saturday night. Um, so, yeah, going to be a lot to dive into. Okay, so let's get it started with college basketball. So we're going to start it off with the AP top six all lose reaction to each loss. We'll start off number one, Gonzaga lose their first conference game at number 23, St. Mary's 67-57. You know, I've said about Gonzaga, and they didn't play good offensively. And they, they will, though. It's fine. They will play good offensively. I've seen them score a ton of points on really good teams. I worry about them defensively because – and it and – even when Chet's in, they're still not very good defensively. But when Chet goes out, they really don't have another rim protector. Yeah, Timmy's 6'10", but he's not, a, he's not a shot blocker. So I really worry about their defense when Chet goes to the bench because you don't have that rim protector. And St. Mary's, took, they took advantage of that. When Chet was on the bench, they were attacking. Um, they still stayed number one in the AP. I kind of thought, I, when, I, when they first lost, I was like, man, even though it's number 23 St. Mary's in the world, you're expected to win every conference game, in my opinion, if you're Gonzaga playing in that conference. No matter if it's St. Mary's or BYU. You should beat all of them. Um, but I realize they do have to stay number one because I wouldn't have jumped Duke or Baylor up to number one. Um, Arizona gets handled at Colorado, 79-63. Um, you know, that was... I know it was on the road, but that's... that's it's all these losses were on the road. It was a tough, tough uh, road weekend for the top six. Uh, they got handled, though, and that was surprising me. I thought if Colorado wins, still going to be a tight game. I still thought Arizona was going to win that game. I was really shocked by that one, honestly. That one surprised me maybe the most. 
Um, number three, Auburn loses a close one at number 17, Tennessee. You know, there's three on this list. Four, really, these last four, it's like, you know, this is going to happen. Tennessee is a tremendous team. Tennessee is a top 10 talented team. They have the talent of a top 10 team. It's just they're so inconsistent and up and down. I think they're going to be a dark horse in the tournament. They're a team, though, that could lose in round one as a four or five seed, could also make it to the final four. That's how talented they are. So I don't, I don't uh, hold anything against Auburn. I just said the lack of the lack of uh, experience, man, inexperience, the inexperience they have. I think that's the, that could be their downfall in the tournament. And they play a lot of heavy NBA-type iso ball, and when the shots aren't falling, what happens? Uh, Purdue fights back but loses at Michigan State in the final seconds. Yeah, uh, they play uh, – is that tonight? I think they play uh, – I want to say – I think they play Wisconsin tonight. Here, let's check those standings of the Big Ten. Big Ten basketball standings. Yep, uh, so they're actually one low – so for them to – Get a share. They have to win tonight. If Wisconsin wins, they're going to win it outright. Purdue's thirteen and five. Illinois is also there at thirteen and five. Illinois, it could be a three-way tie. Illinois would enjoy a Purdue win here tonight because they can then have a share of the Big Ten, possibly. Still, some games to go, of course. But Purdue, Wisconsin tonight's a big one. I want to say it's in. Is it? It's in Wisconsin. Is it not? It's not going to tell me at all. I don't go there. Don't it's all right. Yeah, I think it's in Wisconsin tonight. Jesus. What is going on with my surgeon? There we go. Purdue versus Wisconsin. Basketball. Yep, Purdue at Wisconsin. It's a big one. Uh, and this is, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but seed-wise, could be a big one. I have Purdue as my third two seed, and I have Wisconsin as my second three seed. This could be a flip. Wisconsin wins. They jump into that two line probably, especially if you win the Big Ten outright. You're a two or a one. You could argue that Wisconsin can still play themselves into a one or Purdue. If Purdue wins out, wins the Big Ten tournament, they got to be a one. I think the same thing with, with, with Wisconsin. Illinois going to be a little tougher, I think, to get the one, but I think they could go as high as a two for sure. Um. Yeah, uh, not not a bad loss for Purdue at Michigan State. You know, Michigan State had they knew they had to fight for that win. Michigan State had to get that win. It lost five of six. Kansas starts off hot but fades out as they lose at number ten Baylor eighty seventy. Disappointing loss for my Jayhawks. Um, started off the game really well. Just sh- just settled for too many threes, man. A lot of contested ones too. I didn't like the shot selection. Let I think we gave Baylor that game. Um, but yeah, tough loss for KU at uh, number six. Kentucky loses tough battle at number eighteen. Arkansas seventy five seventy three. Again, these lo- these three through six teams that lost. I don't hold too much. I still have uh, Auburn and Kansas as ones. Kentucky, Arizona, Purdue. I have them as you know uh, twos, and I still have Gonzaga as my number one overall seed. So uh, yeah, Gonzaga is my number one overall one seed. Then I have Auburn. Then I have Baylor and Kansas. Those are my. Those are my one uh, teams on the one line. Duke is my number one two. Kentucky is the number two two seed. And then Purdue, Arizona. A uh, team that's going to be knocking on the door for a two seed, Villanova. We'll get to them here in a bit. But they're my number one three seed. Wisconsin, my number two three seed. And then Providence and Tech. Tech could have really jumped down if they would end up losing that game to K-State last night. But they hung on. Uh, Illinois is my number one four. UCLA is my number two. And then Tennessee, Arkansas are my other fours. 
Um, Tennessee and Arkansas are going to be very scary for, in the tournament. Again, they're, they're both teams that could lose to a 13 or a 12, but they also have the talent and to make it to the Final Four. So my updated top six Final Four favorites, I am still sticking with Kentucky at number one. I just really like Kentucky. I'm going to stick with them as my number one. I'm going Gonzaga, too. reason I have Kentucky over Gonzaga is Gonzaga's defense. Um, Villanova's crept up now into my top six. They're actually at number three. Uh, Jay Wright's the best coach in college basketball. They play, it's, they play to Jay Wright's system. You're going to have to play really well to beat them. You're have, and they have a great guard in Gillespie. Uh, Purdue is still my four. Like I said, it worries me outside of their top four scores. They really worry me outside of those. But I think Jaden Ivey is so special. I still have to have them in there. I'm going Kansas at six or at five. Um, and again, in a stronger year, I don't know if KU's in my top six. And I debated them in Auburn at five, six. I went Auburn at six because of the inexperience. Some of these KU guys have played in big games. A lot of these Auburn guys have not. So here are my top six teams outside the one and two seed that I could see making a final four one. Well, obviously Villanova is my number one. I have them third in my favorites. Um, I'm going Illinois too. Love their guards and they have and they have you know they have the ability just to throw it inside a lot to Cockburn, uh, you know. So I really like Illinois. Tennessee's three for me. Uh, again, top ten, maybe even top five talent. Can they put it together? But I'm gonna, I'm throwing Tennessee in as a team outside my one and twos for sure. I'm going Wisconsin four. Um, you know they're not gonna. Wisconsin's not going to be flashy. They're going to play Wisconsin brand basketball. Most times it hasn't got them to win final would get to final fours, but I like this team and Jay, they do have a special special player in JD Davidson. Arkansas's 5 again. They play so hard. Arkansas plays so hard. Uh Musselman's such a good coach. Um they just play extremely hard. They're going to be in games because how tough and how strong and how hard they play. Um and then I went UCLA 6. You know, people are going to say, wow, UCLA, I mean, it seems like, you know, they've fallen off after the start of the year. I would say they have for sure. But people tend to forget they were a 10 seed, right? Or they were 11. They were a low seed, 10 or 11, right? I mean, they returned everybody from that team. Um, so the experience on that team is why I have them in here at six. That is the reason they are definitely in here. Let's check out Joe Lenardi's, Joe Lenardi's bracketology update. Um, while I check on some soccer that I'm betting on. Okay, I need Rotherham to get a goal. Tottenham, need them to get a goal. Um, Joe Lenardi's Bracketology updated this morning. Okay, on the bubble, his last four buys. So it looks like now he has, so he has OU and K-State completely off. Creighton, San Fran, Wake, and Michigan are his last four buys, so they're safely in. Memphis, San Diego State, Indiana, Rutgers are his last four in as of now. I mean, I know San Diego State won a game last night. I look at San Diego State and Rutgers, and even really Indiana, Memphis, I just don't think they're better than Oregon, who's one of his first four out. I would have Oregon in, man. I really would. I would have Oregon over San Diego State or Rutgers. I know Rutgers, Rutgers is in based on their quad one. They have five. Five quad one wins. So first four out. So just missing the tournament. He's got Loyola, Chicago, BYU, Oregon, and SMU. Obviously, Loyola, Chicago can get in if they win their conference tournament. And then next four out, Virginia Tech, Florida, St. Bonaventure, Dayton, 
Dayton and St. Bonaventure also control their own destiny if they win their conference tournament. Same as San Francisco if they can win the Mountain West, whatever it is. So let's check out. He's probably. I think he's got to have his brackets here. He does. Here we go. So let's look at the West region. San Francisco, Gonzaga as the one. So we'll predict these again. We'll go live predictions here. So Gonzaga playing New Orleans and Aqua. Gonzaga advances. Colorado State, Xavier. Give me Xavier. Houston, South Dakota State. Houston. That's tough, though. South Dakota State's good. UCLA, Toledo. This is a bad matchup for UCLA. Toledo's a good, good team. I'm going to go UCLA on the experience factor. LSU, Michigan. I'm going to say Michigan beats LSU. Texas Tech, New Mexico State. Give me Texas Tech. Marquette, San Francisco. Give me Marquette. Purdue, Montana State. Give me Purdue. So then you got Purdue versus seven seed of Marquette. Give me Purdue. Texas Tech, Michigan. Give me Tech. UCLA, Houston. Give me UCLA. Gonzaga, Xavier. Give me Gonzaga. So I have chalk. I do have chalk in this one as of now. Gonzaga, UCLA. Rematch of last year's national title. Um, give me the Zags. Give me the Zags. And then Tech and Purdue. This is interesting because Purdue is so deep, and I worry about Purdue's depth. Or, I mean, Texas Tech is so deep, and I worry about Purdue's depth. I'm going to go upset here. Texas Tech over Purdue to play Gonzaga. I'm going to say Gonzaga beats Texas Tech, though, to get to the Final Four. Gonzaga in the West region gets to the Final Four. We'll go to who they're playing, which would be the East region, Philadelphia, Kansas, Cleveland State. Give me Kansas. Seton Hall, Wyoming. I watch Wyoming play. They're not bad. Give me, give me Wyoming, actually, here in upset. I like them. Arkansas, North Texas. Give me Arkansas, Illinois, Northern Iowa. Give me Illinois. Ohio State, Wake. Give me Ohio State. Villanova, Towson. Give me Nova. Michigan State, Miami. Give me Michigan State. Auburn, Colgate. Give me Auburn. Auburn, Michigan State. Give me Auburn. Villanova, Wake. Give me Nova. Illinois, Arkansas. Give me Illinois. Kansas, Wyoming. Give me Kansas. So chalk again. I'll go Kansas. Beats Illinois. God, Illinois is a tough matchup, though. Give me Kansas. Then give me Nova over Auburn. And give me Nova to beat Kansas. Sadly, I'm going to go Nova over Kansas, I think. Nova versus Gonzaga on this side of the Final Four. Here we go. Midwest, Chicago, Arizona wins against their 16. Boise State, TCU. Give me TCU to play Arizona. Texas, Iona. I'm going Iona. This is my big upset to start. Again, we'll probably have more because I'll look at when the brackets fully come out, I'll go more in depth on the matches. I'm going Iona here, though. I don't like Texas at all. I don't think they're very good. Iona's very good, coached by Rick Patino. Give me Iona to upset Texas. Providence, Chattanooga. Give me Providence. USC, Creighton. This is another one, man, where I like this spot. I'm going Creighton. I don't like USC. Wisconsin, Texas State, Wisconsin. Iowa State, UNC. Give me North Carolina. Upset over Iowa State. Kentucky beats Jacksonville. So you got Kentucky, North Carolina. Give me Kentucky. Wisconsin, Creighton. Give me Wisconsin. Providence, Iona. Give me Iona. Here's my sleeper as of right now. Iona. I love Iona. Iona beats Providence into the Sweet 16. Arizona beats TCU. Arizona then takes care of Iona. Kentucky beats Wisconsin. Kentucky beats Arizona. They're in the Final Four. So... Gonzaga versus three seed Nova, one seed Gonzaga, three seed Nova, now two seed Kentucky in my final four. To the south region of San Antonio, 
Baylor, Long Beach State, give me Baylor. Murray, Notre Dame, give me Murray. Alabama, Rutgers, San Diego State, give me Rutgers. So Alabama, Rutgers, give me Alabama. UConn beats Vermont. St. Mary's versus Memphis or Indiana, give me Indiana. And give me Indiana to upset St. Mary's and go to the next round from a play-in. Tennessee, Princeton, give me Tennessee. Iowa, Davidson, give me Davidson. Duke, Longwood, Duke. So Duke, Davidson, Duke. Tennessee, Indiana, Tennessee. UConn, Alabama, Alabama. Baylor, Murray, Murray State upset. I'm, I, how long, I've been off of Baylor, and now here's the thing. People were starting to get off Baylor a little bit, and now they beat Kansas by 10 in a game Kansas gave away. They're back on Baylor's hype train. I'm not. I'm not on it. I'm not on any of the Big 12. I like Kansas and Tech, and that's it in the tournament. I like Kansas and Tech, and I have both of them going to the Elite Eight. I like Kansas and Tech, and that is all. Give me Murray State to beat Baylor. So you have Murray State, Alabama. Murray's good, dude. Murray is damn good. I'm going to go Murray State to the Elite Eight. I'll ride Murray to the Elite Eight. Tennessee, Duke. Give me Tennessee. Tennessee, Murray. Tennessee to the Final Four. So I got Tennessee versus Kentucky in an SEC match. Villanova, Gonzaga. Give me Nova beats Gonzaga. Kentucky beats Tennessee. Kentucky wins a national title. That's my prediction for you right here. Live on Joey Brackett's Bracketology, going off of his. So my plans, I had Rutgers beating San Diego State, Indiana beating Memphis, Norfolk beating Bryant, and New Orleans beating Alcorn, but flip a fucking coin. Um, so there we go. That's what we got so far. Still no no goals here. I mean, what are we doing? Rotherham United has not scored. Tottenham has not scored. Not good for soccer betting right now. <laughs> All right. So there we go. That was that. Now we'll get into my top six guys that could be steals in the 2022 NBA draft. We'll start with six and five. At six, hold on. Oh, oh, oh. forgot. I got to switch these guys around. I wanted to make sure I had this switch. At six, we got Mark Williams from Duke. I love his athleticism and his defensive ability. I think he's going to be. I think he's a Clint Capella type player in the NBA, and I think he's going to be a steal. I see most having. I have him going. I guess we can go. I did not. Uh, so mo- I will go. Most have him going. I think in in the first round, late mid late first round, I think he's going to be a steal. I think I really like him a lot. Uh, five Oscar Sheboy. I see most having him going anywhere from thirty five to fifty five. He's averaging sixteen and sixteen or whatever he's averaging. Dude's unreal. He's going to be national player of the year. I think his offensive game needs a little more developing, but coming in immediately as a shot blocker and a rebounder, I love him. Uh, four J D Davidson, the point guard for Alabama. I see late first round, super athletic. Really like his potential and upside. I think he's going to be a really good NBA player. Uh, three, Max Christie for Michigan State. Maybe didn't have the you know, 16, 17-point-a-game season that a lot of people thought he could have. Um, but I think he's tremendous, long, can shoot it, can play defense. I like him a lot. Two's Wendell Moore. Do it all. Do it all wing. Uh, he had a triple-double this year, 20-10-10 game. He, you know, he's, he can rebound the ball. He can defend. He passes well, and he can score it all over the floor. I love Wendell Moore Jr. Number one's Kendi Chandler. Uh, he's all the way down in the late first round as well, I believe. Uber athletic, you know, get guys involved, shoot it. I really like Kendi Chandler, and he'd be my number one. Could be steals in the 2022 NBA draft. So let's get into the NBA. Top three finals contenders in each conference. I'm sure most people have the same. Um,
it's just tough. Uh, so in the East, I think it's arguable. I have Philly as my number one finals contender in the East. You just watch James Harden and Embiid immediately and they click. It, the basketball looks so fun for them. Um, I just think that's an unstoppable duo. We'll get to my list. I believe in my updated top 25, they're the highest ranked duo. They are. They're the highest ranked duo in my top 25 players today. Um, but yeah, I'm going Philly. I'm going Brooklyn too, no matter if they're in the plane or not. I think Brooklyn, man. Uh, they're going to get it together. KD's coming back this week, coming week. Simmons should be back soon. Kyrie's pro- I heard March 7th is the date that could change everything in New York to where he can play unvaccinated. Very nice. That should have happened a long, long time ago. Um, and then I'm going to go Milwaukee at three. This was the tough one, Miami-Milwaukee. I. What's crazy is Miami's probably going to be the one seed, and I don't have them as my top three contenders, and I don't know why. I really want to put them over Milwaukee. I just have to put the defending champions in there because they have top three player in the world and the, the you know – Reigning Finals MVP. I got to go with Milwaukee, sadly. I wanted to go Heat, but I'm going Milwaukee. In the West, Suns clearly won. They're probably going to hold on to the one, even with Chris Paul being out for a bit, but he's going to come back for the playoffs. They'll be just fine. Two is a stunner for some people. I'm sure they have Golden State. I have the Memphis Grizzlies. I think all around, defensively, offensively put together, I think Memphis is a more complete team than the Golden State Warriors, who I do have as three. I think, you know, Clay hasn't been Clay. Draymond's been hurt. Steph's had a very lackluster shooting. I mean, he's had a real shooting slump since he broke the record. So the one team not to sleep on the playoffs is easily in the East, the Miami Heat. Not even a question. Because the Miami Heat could reach the NBA Finals, no doubt. I should have done four for the East because the Miami Heat should be in there. I'm actually going to say the Miami Heat should be. They are a Finals contender for sure. So they are going to be my team to sleep on. If I had to pick a different team outside the Heat, I'm going to go Boston. They're starting to figure out how to play together. Tatum and Brown look really scary right now. The Derek White pickup was nice. The Boston would be my team to sleep on if I'm, if I'm including Heat in the Finals contenders. For the West, it's Denver. It's not Utah. It's not Dallas. Dallas a one-man show. I could see Dallas, if they play Utah, they could get out of the first round. Denver, Denver, Golden State in round one, potentially. Denver, Memphis, that's tough because Jamal Murray's going to be back. Hoping Michael Porter can be back. That is tough. Uh, the Denver Nuggets could easily reach the NBA Finals. No question. Uh, yeah, they got swept last year, but they also weren't. They also didn't have Murray or Porter Jr. So... I mean, you know, I like Denver. They're sneaky. They are very sneaky. We're going to dive. The reason I'm kind of briefly going over NBA is because we're going to dive head on to it with fee. And in college basketball, we'll dive even more into it. So, you know, that's why I'm just – I just want to get some stuff out there. So I did the list because I think it's fun to do and I haven't done it in a while. So here we go. My updated position rankings. Me and my brother both did our top ten. We declared that Luka Doncic is a point guard. We put James Harden at the two because I still think he has him as a two. Giannis is a four. AD is a four. LeBron's a small forward. KD is a small forward. DeMar DeRozan is a small forward, even though he'll play the four. Um, we went back to strict positions. Said obviously, it's a position in this league now. We went to strict positions. So our one and two is the exact same. Um, Steph Curry, Luka Doncic, one two. I've we both have we have both have Steph at one, Luka at two. Our three is different. I did not he so he went Ja Morant at three. 
I went Dame Lord. I'm not ready to take it away from Dame yet because I haven't seen him play and he's been hurt. So I'm not going to take it away from Dame yet. Now, if Dame comes back next year and he's, he's shown drop-off, then I'll say it. I'm not going to take that away from Dame yet. I do have Jaw at four. He actually has Kyrie at four, Dame at five. I have Jaw at four, Kyrie at five. Um, three through five is so debatable, I think, right now. Um, those three could be irreplaceable each night. Jaw's been playing unreal. So I have Kyrie at five. He has Dame at five. At six, he has Trey Young. I have Chris Paul. Then we flip it. At seven, I have Trey Young. He has Chris Paul. At eight, he goes Garland. I go Mellow at nine. He goes Mellow at he go, so I go mellow at eight, Garland at nine. He goes Garland at eight, mellow at nine. And then we both have DeJounte Murray at 10. So those are the point guards. Let's get into the twos. Uh, we both have, oh, so no, I have James Harden one. He goes Devin Booker one. I go Booker two, Harden, uh, Harden one. He goes Booker, Harden one, two. At three, I still go Donovan. I know that's a tough one. I went Donovan. He went Levine. I went, we both have Beal at four, but he has Mitchell at five, and I have Levine at five. At six, we both have Jalen Brown. At seven, he has Shea Gilgis-Alexander. I have Anthony Edwards. He then has Anthony Edwards at eight, and I have Shea Gilgis at eight. He has Fred Van Fleet at nine. I have Clay Thompson at nine. Then I have Fred Van Fleet at ten. He has Clay Thompson at ten. Small forwards. He went a little more ballsy. One, two, same. LeBron one, KD two. I went Kawhi three. He went DeRozan three. Kawhi four. I went Kawhi three. DeRozan four. We both had Tatum, Butler, and George at five, six, seven. At eight, I have Brandon Ingram. He has Chris Middleton. At nine, I have Middleton. And then he has nine Wiggins with Ingram at 10. And I have Wiggins at 10. Power forward. Uh, we both have Giannis, AD, Sabonis, one, two, three. He goes Miles Bridges, four. I go Evan Mobley, four. Julius Randle, five. Evan Mobley, five. He then goes Jeremy Grant, six. I go Miles Bridges, six. I have Draymond at seven. He has John Collins at seven. I have Siakam at eight. He has Randle all the way down at eight. Jaron Jackson, this is nine. Draymond's is ten. My nine is Tobias Harris and ten, Jeremy Grant. Center. Uh, I believe we both have one, two, three, the same. We did Jokic, Embiid, Cat. One, oh, no, no, sorry. I have Jokic, Embiid, Cat, one, two, three. He has Embiid, Jokic, Cat. So he has Embiid at one. I have Jokic at one. Four, he goes Jared Allen. I have Jared Allen all the way at eight, I believe. Yep. Uh, I go Bam four. He goes Bam five. I go Jonas Valanciunas at five. He goes Capella six. I go eight and six. Uh, Rudy Gobert seven for me. Valanciunas seven for him. Eight and eight. Jared Allen is my eight. Nine, Vucevic. His nine is also Vucevic. And my 10 is Capella. His 10 is Rudy Gobert. Here we go now. Top 25 players in the NBA today for me. No, he, he, and he did not give me this one. It's just my top 25. At number one, still the best player on the planet. 37 years old, LeBron James. Having an unreal season, 28, 8, and 6. Kevin Durant is my two. Giannis, three. I actually go Jokic, four. Embiid, five. So I have two centers. And I'm usually not a big guy. I'm not a big guy fan. But I do. I, you got to realize that Jokic and Embiid are unreal. So I have, you know, and all these guys actually can play the four and the five. My one, my one two, three, four, five. Uh, Steph Curry is my six. Uh, James Harden at seven. So that's Harden and Embiid are the highest ranked duo, five and, five and seven. LeBron, we'll get to it in a minute. Luke at eight. Kawhi, nine. Devin Booker, ten. Anthony Davis at 11, so LeBron and AD are 1-11. and 11. 
Uh, Dame Lillard at 12, John Morant at 13, DeMar DeRozan at 14, and Kyrie at 15. So you got Kyrie and KD, 2 and 15. Uh, Jason Tatum, 16. Jimmy Butler, 17. Paul George, 18. So Kawhi and Paul George, 9 and 18 for me. Chris Paul is 19. Booker and Chris Paul, 10 and 19. And then Trey Young, 20. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, 21. Carl Anthony Towns, 22. Bradley Beal, 23. Zach Levine, 24. So him and DeRozan are 14, 24. And LaMelo Ball, 25. Those are my current, my updated top 25 NBA players today. So a few combat sports headlines and discussions. Um, so here we go. Josh Taylor beats Jack Catterall. Via controversial split decision, 114, 111, 113, 112, 112, 113. I've still not seen the fight. Uh, Taylor wants Lopez next. I still have not seen the fight. Um, I'm going to watch it at some point, and maybe on Friday I'll have my reaction of how I scored it. I hear most have 8-4, if not 9-3 for uh, Catterall, which is, if you know, if the boxing public has an exa- has a one guy, they're heavy on one guy, and they're screaming robbery. He probably won. So I'm going to have to watch it. I can't get my opinion on it yet, but I heard it was very controversial. Uh, Catterall did drop Josh Taylor, actually. So um, Eddie Hearn says Fury will get sloppy and too cocky, and that will be his downfall. What is he talking about, too cocky? Too cocky? Fury's been too cocky forever. I, I think it's just a way of Hearn because he's so mad. I think he's just mad that Fury's the best, best in the world. I think he's mad that Fury's the best heavyweight in the world. I think he was honestly hoping that Wilder won that fight. Deep down, I think he wanted Wilder to knock Fury out. Fury's going to destroy Dillian White. Javante Davis and his team eager to fight Loma. That's a great fight. I think Loma's going to get the next shot at uh, Cambosis. But if Loma wins, I'm down for Loma versus Tank Davis for the titles. Um, Islam dominates Bobby Green, gets round one, TKO victory. Uh, We could go into it a little. Looks like I'm not going to hit my soccer parlay, sadly. Uh, let's look at the rankings because, you know, some people were saying, you know, yeah, he was going to face. Uh, who was Islam going to face? Holy shit, I forgot. Oh, Dariush, which sucks. Um, so let's go into, if you don't give him the title shot, which, I mean, it's going to be tough because he looks so dominant. And, you know, yeah, he fought a late replacement, but he did what you're supposed to do to a late replacement. So he's up to three. Gaethje and Oliveira is going down May, I think. So May, June, July. Probably August, September will be a title fight if he wanted to take a fight in May because he did have such a quick fight. Wanted to take a fight in May or June. You could look at the Darius fight again. I, see, I think it sucks that that fight didn't happen because that would have told me a lot about Islam because I think Darius is one of, if not the toughest matchup in the division for Islam. Um, Chandler could be a fight. Uh, Poirier, but I doubt it. It looks like he's probably going to get the next shot at the title. I would love to see them rebook Darius for Sim. I think that's the that's the fight I want the most, but I doubt that happens. Islam's going to say, well, you had your chance and pulled out, which always makes negative sense for me, but what are you going to do? Yeah, we had a draw there, so 
not going to win that bet, sadly. Uh... But yeah, I mean, that's just what it is. Uh, Connor thinks late July, early August are realistic return dates. It's good to hear. I think the July pay-per-view could do a lot. I think they're going to go. So you got May. And then I shouldn't have got off those UFC rankings because they're going to decide what we're going to do here. I know they want a big one. Um, I'm going to say that he comes back in early August for a big pay-per-view in August. So let's just go, go back to the UFC rankings, see what's going to happen. So UFC... Actually, what I need to also look at, first thing to look at, UFC 273. Let's check out 273 real quick. Who's the title fights? Fight card. Two title fights. Uh, Volkanovski, Chan Sun Jung, Sterling, Yan. Okay. So that's 273. That is in, that's April 9th. So I think it is all of... 274. Yeah. Oliver Gaethje will headline 274 in May. In June. Or not. Yeah, in June is 276. Is Glover and Yuri. I don't think that'll be the main event. I'm guessing that Islam. Not Islam. Uh, Israel Adesanya, Jared Kandir will be the headliner for that one in May. And, yeah, or in June. In June. And then 276, I think, will be... Edwards, this is technically International Fight Week, correct? Yeah, I think you're gonna get like Edwards and Maz or Edwards and Usman. What's another title fight you could throw on there? Oh, everyone's taken up interim title, interim heavyweight title. Stipe John or Stipe Tai Tuivasa could be on that card as well. So yeah, I think Connor the August pay per view UFC 277 makes a ton of sense. August pay-per-view. Unless that Usman's not healthy enough by July, you could have Connor come back July 2nd. I'm going to say August is the return, though. I'm going to say it's Nate Diaz. Could be Rafael Dos Anjos, though. We're going to get into that more on shorts on uh, um, Friday. Gegard Mousasi makes quick work of Austin Vanderford with round one TKON to defend his belt or middleweight title. Is Gegard the best middleweight on earth? I don't think he's better than Izzy. But damn, would he be a tough matchup for Izzy or Rob? He's three, in my opinion, for sure. It's Izzy, Rob, and then Gegard. Uh, I think that would be... If, I wish he. I wish they would fight. I wish he could come back to the UFC. I don't know how many... I guess we can check that, too. How many fights does he have left on his deal? Um, Gegard Mosasi contract. Uh, so he had three fights left on his contract in 2019. How many fights has he had since that? After the Machida fight. So he's actually technically, I think he might be a free agent. Ooh. He's either a free agent or he's got one more. Or he resigned. I don't know. I'd love to see him come back to the UFC, though. That would be awesome. Um, so that's the headlines and discussions. We're going to get into UFC 272 predictions now. Covington, Masvidal. The big one is Rafael Dosanio is supposed to fight Rafael Fazayev. He is pulled out because of covid it is now Hanata Moyakano. 
action-packed fight. That's going to be action-packed for sure. We got all the predictions. It's the last one of the quarter. Do we decide a winner? I made a huge comeback. I had a seven-pointer and a four-pointer last week. Uh, I think I had 12 points from four fights. I am now the leader in the standings at 39 points. My cousin Christian and my brother Lucius are tied at 36 for second, and my dad is at 30 points in fourth. Brian Kelleher, Umar Nurmagomedov. Um, I went Nurmagomedov via round three sub. My brother went Nurmagomedov via round two KOTKO. My dad actually went upset Kelleher via decision, and Christian went Nurmagomedov via decision. Marina Rodriguez versus Jan Jayan. And, uh, you know, I think if Marina Rodriguez wins, she'll get the winner of Esparza Rose. Um, I got Rodriguez via decision. So does my dad and my brother and my cousin have Jan via decision. Uh, Greg Hardy um, versus uh, Sergey Spivak. Me and my, me and my cousin Christian both have Spivak via round two knockout. And my brother and my dad have Hardy via round one knockout. Um, so Kevin Holland, Alex Oliveira, um, I have, me and my dad have Holland via decision. My brother went Oliveira via decision and my cousin went Holland via round one knockout. Uh, Barboza, Bryce Mitchell, me and my cousin both went Mitchell via round three submission and my brother and dad went Barboza via round two knockout KOTKO. Rafael Dos Anjos versus Renato Moyacano. I went RDA via round two KOTKO. My brother went RDA via round one KOTKO. And my dad and cousin went RDA via decision. What do I want to do here? Okay, so we're going to get a live pick from me. I have not done my Covington pick. So my brother and my dad have Covington via round three KOTKO. My cousin has Covington via round four KOTKO. Dude. I think he gets him out of there. Yep, I'm going Covington round two. I'll go Covington round two. My head tells me decision. My heart says he's going to get that motherfucker out of there. Oh, yeah, I wanted to check. Let's check odds, what the odds are. We'll obviously recheck the odds on Friday as well, the day before the fight. But I'd love to check the odds right now as well. UFC 272 odds. Uh, Fightodds.io. Here we go. They do not have the updated odds for Rafael. They do not. Nope. They put them on there. So we'll, we'll get those. We'll get those Friday. Uh, for the fights we're picking, Umar Nurmagomedov minus 850. Kelleher plus 500. Rodriguez minus 265. Jan plus 205. Spivak minus 210, Hardy plus 170, Holland minus 310, Oliveira plus 245, Barboza plus 335, Mitchell minus 165, Covington minus 350, Masvidal plus 265. Those are the fight odds. Um, yeah, so that will be it for today's podcast. Like I said, went over to college basketball. Um, here real quick though we can go over we can go over maybe some predictions for games there's some KU's got three games in five days let's look at some games here college basketball Samba Vada so big ones tonight Providence at Villanova Providence is a nine point dog which is absolutely insanity to me um who else is here 
big ones. There are some mid-major conferences. Right, Oklahoma needs to win. They're at home versus West Virginia. They should win. Five and a half point favorites. KU at TCU, six point favorites. KU needs to bounce back if they want to win the Big 12 outright. Uh, Michigan State, Michigan. Michigan is actually four and a half point favorites. Uh, Purdue at Wisconsin. Purdue is three point favorites at Wisconsin. Wow. Wow. And then Arizona at USC. Arizona, four and a half point favorites. Give me Arizona to beat USC. I'm going to say Wisconsin beats Purdue. Michigan State beats Michigan at Michigan, which would be a bad loss for Michigan. Kansas beats TCU in a tight one. Oklahoma beats West Virginia. Who is the other one? There's another one, right? I'm going to Villanova beats Providence, but it's way closer than the experts think. Way closer. I don't even think they have any games for Wednesday, do they? No, they don't. So there we go. But those are the games for tonight, and those are my quick little predictions. Uh, I do a parlay in. Uh, Providence plus 15.5. Took an alternate spread. Oklahoma, KU, Arizona, Ohio, Moneyline. That's a uh, five-way parlay there. I I love Oklahoma and Kansas. I really like Arizona, too. I'm really shocked that... Arizona is a is that little of a favorite. I'm not sold on USC. I think they're frauds. I think they have first round exit written all over them. But yeah, we're gonna be back Friday with shorts, where we uh, we're gonna get into UFC 272 in depth. We'll give how I'm gonna say each fighter's path to victory. We'll look at the odds, also bets I would make, and then we'll talk about Connor. Uh, Dana White had headlines about him today. We'll get into my top five return opponents for the MAC. Um, but yeah, I can't wait uh, for shorts. I cannot wait for UFC 272. Cannot wait for the podcast with Fee, which will be either Sunday or Monday. That's going to be awesome. And I cannot wait for that. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Peace.